You're listening to the Tenuto Podcast presented by 4th Street Records. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch, and here we go! Alright, and welcome back to another episode of the Tenuto Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch, second year middle school band director in Northern Virginia. And today, we have a very special Tenuto podcast episode. I know my loyal fans normally listen for some of the best music teachers in the world, but today we have a very special guest, somebody that I've been listening to since I was way back in high school. Kind of helped me through high school, got me through college, just listening to this guy. Awesome words, awesome lyrics, awesome music. His name is Dylan Owen. He's a rap artist out of New York City. And He's not just a rap artist, he's a poet, and he had a music teacher that really, really influenced him, helped him with his music, was someone he wanted to give back to, and I was lucky enough to get Dylan to do an interview with me on the podcast. Uh, Let me give you a little background on Dylan Owen. So a little bit about Dylan, he's a rap artist from New York. And he went to Cornell University. He actually dropped out and pursued his career in music. We talk about his decision to drop out in the interview. Really interesting thought process. And it seems like it's worked out really well for him. He's doing a great job on his own. Um, No label. He's doing everything DIY. um, And he's just crushing it. But some things about Dylan. He has reached iTunes top 200 rap hip-hop charts Um, in 2012 billboard.com selected him as a top 15 next big sound artist based on his swiftly growing online buzz with this presence he's traveled across the nation east coast he's been to Los Angeles Colorado Philadelphia Connecticut where I am right now Washington DC Virginia I mean he's been all over and he's open for Mac Miller ever heard of him Wiz Khalifa Shitty Bang, Greaves, Logic, and many others. Um, Dylan is currently producing new music, and he actually dropped some news on the on the show. You'll hear it later in the interview, but he's got new music on the way. And like I said, I mean, I can't talk about, I can't even speak about how much it meant to me that he was able to come on the podcast. And the fact that I was able to talk to one of my heroes from, from high school and from college, it was really cool, really cool moment for me. And I'm sure it was a really cool moment for Dylan to be on the Tenuto podcast. But uh, yeah, let's, let's go right to the interview. I love what he talks about. He talks about a music teacher that really inspired him. And, um, you know, I think all of us who are music teachers here are just looking to inspire kids the way that this teacher inspired Dylan. Um, I hope you guys get something from this interview because I know I definitely did. Here it is, Dylan Owen. All right, I now welcome on a New York rap artist and someone who's been a hero of mine for a really, really long time. His name's Dylan Owen. So Dylan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on, man, and that's really nice of you. I'm glad I've been a hero to you. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I I grew up with your music pretty much starting in high school, and then 
through college, it's just been it's been something that I've listened to guiding me through my life. Uh, yeah. your, your words are awesome, and I, I really appreciate the music you make. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you saying that. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how did you get started writing music and, and with music yourself? Well, I was always a very creative kid. I loved to draw when I was a kid. That was kind of my thing in like the fourth and fifth grade. Um, and I just had my own kind of imaginary world that I was always, always working on, whether it was with drawings or action figures. And I was, you know, very introverted alone in my room, just being creative. And I think I started writing poetry sort of out of that, out of that bubble. Um, and then there were some poetry contests and in my middle school and I would participate in those. Um, and I was also, doing some rap battles at school at the time. Mm -hmm. And my older brother, um, he was in a hardcore band then too. He's about uh, like three years older than me. And I would be going to his shows. So I was exposed to like the local music scene then. And, and I'd be, you know, do some like a little performance before he would go on stage or whatever. And I would go to their band practices and kind of daydream about participating in it. So I think it was a mix of a mix of all those things together at once. Yeah, that's awesome. And you said, I mean, one of your biggest strengths is is your writing and your ability to make people feel things. Your ability to convey emotions is, uh, I think it's something that separates you from a lot of artists out there. What does your writing process look like? Thanks, man. Um, my writing process, it's a little different every time, but... I would say what it kind of boils down to is I'll either have a beat that I'm writing to or I'll write something on guitar or keyboard and I'll just keep playing it over and over and over again and just go through the words kind of in my head. And for me, the right words just sort of click into place and it just feels it feels completely right. And sometimes that search for them takes like an hour and it just sort of flows out and that's amazing and then other times it takes like you know a year or two years and I'll just sit on these ideas forever yeah so I think that's my own like personal journey that I gotta someday figure out how to be able to write a little bit quicker yeah so when you're writing the music or the, the lyrics you said you also play keyboard and guitar um, do you ever make your own beats I don't really make beats too much. There was a time where I was sort of dabbling, but mm -hmm. mostly I'll just I'll just play the instrument raw and I'll show it to uh, Skinny Atlas, who produces everything for me, and he'll be able to take that progression and turn it into something, turn it into a beat, or he'll just record me actually playing the instrument. Yeah, we've been doing that lately, and that's been cool. Um, and that's sort of it. Reminds me of when I when I originally started, like seventh or eighth grade, I was just playing guitar and right. rapping to it. So yeah. diving yeah. to the bare bones. And there's a lot of music out there that, that's some of my favorite from you where it's just a piano and your voice. And I can probably imagine that's that's just all you. Thanks, man. Yeah, so, yeah. some of those are me, or sometimes Skinny Atlas will just write the piano part as a beat. Like when okay. I say when I say beat, sometimes I even just mean a loop of piano or something. Yeah, yeah sure. That's what I love to write too. Very cool. And then, and sometimes on your your albums, you collaborate with other artists. What is that like? 
Well, lately I've been sort of writing the whole song and I'll even write the lyrics and a little vocal melody for them to work with. And then I'll invite a singer on or a, a guest on. Um, so that's cool. That's always, I like that. I definitely want to collaborate more and get more into it. Like I would love to have a guest be on a song and we like really do a deep dive into yeah. the lyrics and everything. But it's sometimes, um, it's easiest if I just write it all completely on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, like I definitely want to branch out, do more collaboration. I think that would be sick. It's always really fun and it always opens up my mind to a new way of looking at music. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you have this album called senioritis and I, you wrote that when you were in high school, uh, like a senior in high school. Is that right? Yeah. Senior year. I wrote that. Really cool. Um, and you, you talk a lot about school and, and high school and all the things you were going through in high school. When you were in school, did you have a music teacher that inspired you in any way? I actually had a music teacher at a summer camp I went to and he he inspired me so much. And he taught, uh, it was a writing camp called Young Writers Workshop and he taught me songwriting. He was a songwriting teacher. Um, and I had already released one EP or something before that time. So I thought in my head, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't even know like what a chorus was, what a verse was, that kind of thing. Um, his name's Andrew Rose Gregory and he sort of put all that into perspective for me and gave cool real life examples of artists that use writing in a really cool, creative way with songwriting. And it just made me see the craft of songwriting as this thing worthy of being revered and just something that I'm so infinitely interested in now. Um, so he's definitely would be that person. And then I also want to shout out just my high school English teacher. His name is Mr. McKay. And he also coached the drama, like the theater drama stuff. And I I was doing that at the same time in high school. So he was kind of like a coach and a teacher to me. And um, he just was always very supportive of the music. And he would listen to my albums and give me feedback in high school. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Is he the one who assigned the book report? That's who I think of with that song. Yeah. 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 I definitely picture him for that. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, yeah. So in high school, uh, were there any was there anything you learned that helped or hurt you as you go on now through your path of uh, becoming a musician? Hmm. You know what I think helped were any projects in class that were a little more alternative and would encourage everybody to, let's say, write some poetry and then stand up and do it in front of the class. Those kind of things, I always remember those assignments, like me just getting way too into them. And I would have like some five page poem and I'd be so all about it. And yeah. Oh, man, you're like taking it so seriously. <laughs> but those I think those sort of projects, teachers can't underestimate the value that it has for kids and how much it can empower them to feel like, oh, this is, you know, this is worth it. This is worthy of uh, of like academic study. It's not just something I do for myself, you know, in my spare time or something I do on the internet. Right. And I think pushing, pushing kids out of their comfort zone is, is really cool. If you, if you do it the right way with something like that, where it's just, I mean, it's something from the heart and you're vulnerable, but when you express it, it, it feels so good. Um, 100%. And I, I feel like there are always 
kids in the class who want to do that or probably, let's say, love poetry and want to stand up and do a poem in front of the class. But you need to make it you need to make it cool and OK for them to do that. You know, it can't be like they're the only kid doing it. It's it, you, if you just make it easy and everyone has to write one. That's right. good. Like it should be, I think, a balance of creative learning and then more formal stuff. Yeah. And when you say that, it makes me think about jazz band. And I'm sure you have experience with improvisation, uh, but you do it with your words where you're just thinking of words on the spot. Um, kind of like a rap battle, I guess, that you haven't prepared for. And you're just thinking about it on the spot. Uh, we do the same thing in jazz where they take solos and the things that they're playing are just what, whatever's in their head. And uh, I think that's something really cool where kids are playing just they're taking a risk and they're playing something new and it's not written down. And I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool too. I love that. Yeah. Um, so what was the, so you, after high school, you went on to Cornell and you ended up dropping out. Can you kind of explain that thought process of um, why you decided to do that? Yeah, for sure. I think, in high school, probably around junior year of high school, I really knew that my heart was in music. I remember having this moment at an EP release show I did for an EP called How to Stay Young back then. And it just, it felt so fun to me and it, it really clicked for me. And I was like, man, I really want to do this forever. And so I think I don't, I didn't really ever plan to go to Cornell and stay there forever. Um, but I didn't, I just didn't know that at the time. And I don't think I really understood what college was all about and what it had to offer. Um, but Cornell was amazing. Like it was such a cool place and it was so tempting to stay there. And I loved the people there and I loved Ithaca, New York. It was this sort of magical place. Um, and I get very nostalgic thinking about it or whenever I've, I've visited there since. But I think I just knew that I had to be able to give myself a hundred percent putting my energy into music and pursuing music. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of my thought was just, I would have had to major in something else. I hadn't chosen major yet. I probably would have chosen English. Um, and I just don't know if I would have been able to give it, you know, a hundred percent when my real heart and soul is definitely in music. Yeah. And looking back, I mean, are you glad you made that decision? Yeah, definitely. I would say I am. Yeah, it's one of those things, man, like you never know. And I remember thinking that at the time, thinking that, OK, if I don't make this decision, I'm, I'm going to always wonder what would have happened, <laughs> you yeah, know. Exactly. But if you do make it, you also you could wonder that in the opposite direction, too. But I think, yeah, definitely happy with the decision. I mean, I'm doing music now and that's what I love. So, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you're not only doing music, you're also making a difference for your fans and when i say that i mean like you're always talking to, to fans and i think that's one of the coolest things ever like the fact that you even responded to my email asking you to come on this music education podcast is unbelievable um, and i, I mean, know a full 12 months later <laughs> I, guess, I guess it still counts for something yeah definitely counts for a lot um how important is it to you to keep that connection with fans I think it's super important. I mean, to me, fans are just people who they love the music. They relate to these things I'm talking about in my songs that are deeply personal to me. So I, I guess I feel some kind of like really forward connection with them, you know? 
it's like I'm sort of spilling my heart out. And if people connect with that, like there are things that I, I probably wouldn't even say to my close friends, like that's kind of the way I view my songs. So I would never put on some sort of persona to seem cooler than I am or whatever. I think I just am who I am in my music. And if people connect with that, then that's amazing. And I definitely, it's almost, it's like a poet. It's like what you were saying earlier, like a poetry project that you're just taking to another level and, and people are just vibing with it and totally love what you're doing. Thanks, man. Exactly, though. That's that's pretty much how I think of it. It's like deeply personal. So if somebody relates, that's amazing to me. It's kind of it's just that's incredible that right there, you know? Yeah. I mean, is it crazy for you to see people who get like tattoos of your lyrics on their bodies? It is. It's crazy. And it's so, so cool. It's like the yeah. coolest, most meaningful thing that I can possibly think of. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely like do not take it lightly at all. Um, I I think it's really really cool. Yeah, um, if you could go back in time to to like meet yourself as a senior in high school, and you could give yourself one piece of advice for your future, what would you say? I think it would be about doing music in a way where I don't worry about not having a team behind me or anything like that. Like right now I'm a hundred percent DIY and I don't know what that phrase like brings up in your mind, but in, in the up and coming artist world, DIY means like you're just doing it all yourself, booking your own shows, everything. And that's like the way it is. It's literally just me and my friends doing everything. And I, over the years I worry about that. Like, Oh, am I missing this? Am I missing that? And I think that, I would have not spent a single second worrying about that and just be, be reassured that like, yes, this is the way to do it. Um, you know, if fans are so supportive and they're spreading the music through word of mouth, like that's, that's a great way to do it. And that's why now I just feel, you know, all about doing it my DIY way. And I'm super proud of just me and my friends doing it. So I think my advice would have something to do with that. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And that's really cool that you're doing it yourself. It's just you and your friends and you're making it work. That's awesome. Um, So that pretty much wraps up the interview. What I do is just kind of like a segment I do with every guest that comes on is we do this thing called rapid fire. So I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions and I want you to think of first thing that pops into your head and, and say it. Okay, cool. I'm ready. All right. So here we go. In the song "Best Man Speech," you ref- you reference selling comic books. Did you actually write those yourself? Like yeah, you, you used I to would. Write comics? I would sell little drawings and little stories. Yeah, um, yeah, I would sell them to like kids at school, and then I would buy snacks with the snack money. Do you remember a title of any of them? Um, I don't remember a title, but I remember some characters. Oh, give They're- me a, give me a character. There was a superhero fish. <laughs> I think his name was was either Fish or Fishy. <laughs> and it was based on a beta fish that we had as a pet. And Sorry. yeah, it was like basically a fish with a superhero cape. <laughs> Dude, I bet that would go for, for a lot of money right now. <laughs> um, all right, so what does a normal day look like for Dylan Owen? I'd say every day is different, but I actually get up super early. Like today I got up at seven, 
Um, and I just sort of get ready for the day. Usually I check the mail and I open any letters or anything that I got in the mail. Um, and then I check my emails and I sort of have a running list of things that I need to work on. Like, Oh, listen to this mix or, um, you know, respond back about this, like piece of artwork that I'm working on. So a lot of it has to do with getting the new music done. Yeah. Um, and I do I do a lot of walking around the city too, just kind of contemplating. Yeah. Are you in New York City now? Yeah, yeah, New York now. And uh, does that, I don't know, does that like help you get inspired to write or do you just do it for fun? Walking around? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. While I'm writing a lot of these new songs, I've just been, I just walk around with a pair of super cheap headphones and just listen to the beats or listen to the the rough recordings and I just think about it like kind of excessively. Yeah. Awesome. Do you listen to your own music? For that reason? Yeah. Like yeah. just listening to, to it, trying to, trying to get it finished basically. Do you, uh, do you listen to like your past music ever? I, I don't really ever. Yeah. Um, not really except for unless I'm doing it on purpose to kind of, I don't know. I want to like remind myself what it sounded like or something. But yeah. I don't really, uh, I don't really like sit and, and bump it, you know? Mm. Um, so I was, today was kind of for me, I was listening to a lot of your music, a lot of different music, just preparing for this interview. And I came across this like skit in senioritis. It's an the album that I, uh, I hadn't heard before. And it's like this teacher yelling at you for writing raps in class. Yeah. <laughs> was that was that something that actually happened? I think it did. I'm trying to remember. I know like I thought it was a super funny idea for a skit. Yeah. Um I got sent to the principal's office a bunch of times for, in high school for rap battling in the hallways. <laughs> so I think it was sort of born out of that. Um yeah. I definitely went to detention cuz I remember I was in like detention in my, in my Spanish classroom for something. Um So yeah, it's like partially happened but it's just my buddy joe petropalo who's playing <laughs> who's playing the teacher and we put vocals down that's awesome did you ever lose a rap battle growing up no i actually never did undefeated undefeated man i was super proud of that when i was doing it all the time that's awesome um very cool man so i, I just got one more for you what is next for dylan owen Next is, this could be the first time I'm announcing it. I guess when this comes out on Tuesday, um, I will have posted about it probably for the first time, but new video coming June 3rd. Okay. Awesome. And uh, that's going to be the first release out of the new music. And then after that, there's going to be a bunch of new stuff. Wow, man. Breaking the news on, on the Tenuto podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's man. awesome. Thank you so much, man. Um, and... Congratulations on the new video, and I, I hear new music is coming pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, soon after the new video, I'm just kind of tying up some stuff with it now. But Yeah. yeah. Did you say that there's going to be a song about the uh, the music teacher that inspired you? Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, okay, cool. Super pumped to show you that one, and I just sent him it the other day, and that was, like, that was a really cool moment. He, he had a super nice response. Yeah. Wow. Well... I'm really, really excited to listen to that and really excited for your new video and everything that's coming up for you. Thank you, man. Yeah, can't wait to 
show you it all and hear what you think of the video and the song and all of it. All right, and that interview by Dylan Owen was one of my favorite of all times. Just talking to one of my heroes. Really cool. One of the reasons why I started this podcast was so that I could maybe reach out and talk to people that I wouldn't normally get the chance to talk to. It's pretty cool. Before I go, I want to give a shout out to my friend from college who listened to Dylan Owen religiously with me. Her name's Becca Salmer. Shout out, Becca. I know you're listening. All of you two Newtonians out there, have a great Tuesday.